Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. London police have reopened their community foot patrol office in not a moment too soon. Yeah, a ribbon-cutting ceremony was held at 183 Dundas Street yesterday afternoon, not too far from where just hours earlier a stabbing took place that left one man with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. One person was sent to hospital following the stabbing. Few details have been released. Police say the investigation is in the early stages. Now, anyone who has information is urged to contact them or stoppers. Acting Chief Chief McIntyre Stabbing exemplifies the workload officers face every day. Earlier this week, police came uh, one step closer to receiving municipal funding for hiring more officers, which McIntyre says is badly needed. As for the foot patrol office, it's set to provide police with new logistical support and a visible presence downtown. A total of 19 officers and three supervisors will staff the office. A fire in the downtown has been deemed suspicious. Yeah, damages pegged at around $70,000 after a fire at an apartment building in the downtown core Tuesday night. London police say emergency crews were dispatched to the building in the 700 block of Dundas Street at around 11 o'clock that night. Firefighters doused the flames. No injuries were reported. There's no word on the cause of the fire. However, it is being treated as suspicious. Anyone with information is urged to contact London police or Crime Stoppers. This is a tragic story. A reporter was injured while on the job near Guelph yesterday. Yeah, a reporter with CTV News Kitchener has been seriously injured after being struck by a vehicle while covering a two-vehicle collision south of Guelph yesterday. OPP said a pedestrian was struck by the driver of a sedan around noon. The victim was transported to a trauma center with serious, possibly life-threatening injuries. The driver of the sedan remained at the scene. OPP did not identify the pedestrian, but CTV News Kitchener confirmed in a story posted on its website last night that the victim is videographer Stephanie. Villela. Uh, the station said Villela was gathering images of an earlier crash involving a tra- trailer and a sedan. According to the OPP, the first collision happened at around 1030 in the morning. Police closed the intersection due to the two vehicle collision and it was not yet open to traffic when she was struck. There's an update to the Indigo cyber attack from three, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Indigo, Canada's biggest bookstore chain, says it expects data of current and former employees stolen in a ransomware attack last month to appear on the dark web as soon as today, but it will not pay a ransom to the criminals responsible. An update section of Indigo's website, which was stripped down in response to the, to the breach on February 8th, lists a number of reasons for not paying the ransom, including that there's no way to guarantee the data won't be released even after the payment is received. The company also says it can't be assured the ransom payment would not end up in the hands of terrorists or others on sanctioned lists. Last week, the company publicly admitted for the first time the attack had affected the data of current and former employees after engaging third-party experts to investigate and resolve the matter. Relations within the royal family appear to be getting worse. Yeah, Prince Harry and his wife Meghan have been asked to vacate their home in Britain, suggesting a further fraying of ties with the royal family amid preparations for the coronation of its father, King Charles III. Frogmore Cottage on the grounds of Windsor Castle, west of London, had been intended as the couple's main residence before they gave up royal duties and moved to Southern California. The Sun newspaper reported that Charles started the eviction process on January 11th, the day after the publication of Harry's explosive memoir, Spare. I remember when my parents kicked 
me out of my castle as well. It's a, it's a turning point in your life. Uh, we'll, we'll end with this. In the future, Ford could use some self-driving technology to repossess your vehicle. Yeah, Ford has applied for a patent in the U.S. that would give vehicles the ability to repossess themselves, including the potential capability to self-drive directly to a repossession agency. Repossession usually occurs when a buyer defaults on necessary payments, causing a bank to seize said property without a court proceeding. According to the patent, any vehicle with autonomous or semi-autonomous capabilities could be self-driven, quote, from a first spot to a second spot that is more convenient for a tow truck to tow the vehicle. The company says the vehicle could be driven via autopilot to a repossession agency or impound lot. If the vehicle is not financially worthy of being fully repossessed, Ford says the system may automatically drive the car to the junkyard. <laughs> That's pretty convenient. <laughs> Ford says owners facing repossession would receive numerous alerts and notices before an automatic repossession would be enacted. Though Ford has filed a patent, that doesn't necessarily mean the automaker will introduce any element of the technology to its product lines. Often, patents are filed by a company in order to claim ownership of an idea before a competitor. It would be kind of funny just to be in the kitchen and you look out in the window and your your car just starts to drive away. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Simpsons episode where um, uh, I think it's Homer uh, is notified uh, or no, he's he's telling Mr. Burns that his uh, car is being repossessed and oh, your car is being repossessed. Oh, and there's another message. Oh, your uh, your car's been crushed into a cube and oh, your cube is being towed. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, the Simpsons. Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1835, Francis I, the emperor of Austria and the last Holy Roman Emperor, died. That ended an institution founded by Charlemagne more than 900 years before. In 1923, Time magazine published its inaugural issue. In 1933, the movie King Kong had its world premiere in New York. In 1943, the Second World War's Battle of the Bismarck Sea began. Australian and American warplanes intercepted a Japanese convoy en route to New Guinea. Most of the 16-vessel convoy was destroyed and more than 3,000 Japanese troops were killed. In 1949, an American B-50 bomber landed in Fort Worth, Texas to complete the first non-stop flight around the world in 94 hours. The plane, which carried 13 crew members, was refueled four times in midair. In 1962, Philadelphia 76ers center Wilt Chamberlain scored 100 points in an NBA game against the New York Knicks. In 1976, the last issue of the Canadian edition of Time was distributed. It folded because of a loss of advertising after a change in government tax policy. In 1983, broadcaster Tom Darling of CHML in Hamilton, our sister station in Hamilton, died at the age of 72. He is credited with originating telephone talk shows shows and helicopter reports in Canada. In 1984, the moon swung to a point of 406,000 kilometers from Earth, the farthest from the planet it had been since 1750, and an event that will not be repeated until 2100. In the year 2000, world and Olympic champion, uh, curling champion, Sandra Schmerler died in Regina at the uh, age of 36. She had skipped her team to three national and world curling titles in the 1990s, as well as the Olympic title in 1998. In 2012, BP agreed to pay $7.8 billion to settle lawsuits over the 2010 Gulf of Mexico oil spill, making it one of the largest class action class action settlements ever. 
And on this day in 2020, the head of the Canadian Public Health Agency said the risk level to uh, three in response to the spread of COVID-19, meaning all uh, non-essential travel was to be avoided. On this day in 2022, Canada slapped more sanctions against Russia in a bid to punish Moscow and choke its military attack on its democratic sovereign neighbor, Ukraine. Happy birthday to Vanessa, who turns 48 today. You share a birthday with John Bon Jovi, who turns 61. Daniel Craig is 55. Chris Martin from Coldplay turns 46. And Luke Combs is 33.